Dr. Gwen Shietta here. Welcome to another episode of Life on Your Terms, where I hope to inspire you to tap into your own inner compass and create an amazing life in alignment with your personal values and passions. Today, I'm talking with Rachel Aberly, whose story is all about finding your purpose through your pain, slowing down to speed up, seeing the light in your eyes, and realizing that gratitude is the road to peace, joy, and happiness. Rachel is a yoga instructor, massage therapist, and block therapy expert on a small island in the Bahamas called Elbow Key. Rachel, I'm thrilled that you're on the show today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for inviting me. It's an honor to be invited to to speak on your show. It's very cool. And I've, I've listened to a couple of your podcasts and it's it makes me really excited to be here. I, thank you for that. Thank you for that. I so appreciate it. Well, I'm thrilled to have you. And I know you're going to be sharing so much that is so valuable to the listeners. You know, just to, to give a little bit of background, share a little bit about what you do in your work and why you're so passionate about it. Okay, um, so I first became a massage therapist about 15, 16 years ago, and then I became a yoga teacher, and then about two years ago, I was feeling really bored and just living on a small island, not having a yoga class to go to myself or not having another massage therapist to give me massages. I just felt really isolated and and just like bored because I was doing the same thing over and over and I felt stagnant and I was about to give it all up. I was about to say, okay, I'll go to waiting tables now. I'm done. And then I just by divine intervention found block therapy and now I'm back And I really appreciate, again, the work that I do, helping others to feel better and to realize their full potential. And and that's the piece right there that I really want to focus on. You know, the the name of the show is Life on Your Terms, right? Creating a life on your terms. And if you've listened to the show, I know you know that I talk about this 7L process, which is about listening, right? And being connected to our inner compass or our inner soul or being, whatever you, you wanted to call that, however you want to define that. And you talk about physical health. And you're so passionate about physical health and the connection that that has to realizing one's life purpose. And say a little bit about that. There's probably a lot of people that say, I don't get that. How does your physical health connect to one's life purpose? Well, um, physical health is is, uh, really important, obviously, to, to... accomplish your goals and when you're not feeling well or you're in pain it's it can be really depressing and debilitating and so I have some tricks in my sleeve that helps to uh helps you to feel better physically increase the oxygen level in your body and create space for blood flow and 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 get rid of pain so um if you if you like I said if you have pain then you then you can't really move forward in in a peaceful way. So that's why I'm so excited that I'm actually able to help people feel physically and mentally well, not just not just physical, it's the actual the mental and the spiritual aspect of it is is just as important really. It, it's all about the balance between all all of them. And do you think I mean sometimes people it may not even be a a, a really obvious pain. I mean right there's ob- obvious big pain. Um but when you talk about that connection. Sometimes there's things going on in our body that are manifesting themselves in certain ways that are symptomatic, maybe of spiritual pain or, or mental pain, right? I mean, so you're not, you're not just talking about um, having something in your way that prevents you from becoming your best self that's completely obvious. It can be, it can be a subtle kind yes, of pain, yes. even I imagine, right? And a lot of people are actually attached to their pain. They they identify themselves with it and they're afraid to not be in pain which is hard to imagine but it's true it's real that they actually use that as as their crutch or their excuse to not do not reach their full potential because of fear and um that that i find really sad and i'm doing my best to to 
break that. It's a hard job. <laughs> that is a that is a hard job because first you have to get to them, right? Yes. First you have to get to them, uh, and 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 do people not even realize sometimes that um, that they're in pain or that their their pain is actually a crutch or a block? Yeah, they don't realize it. Yeah, they don't realize it, and it's it's a comfort. Like some people are in so much pain that it's it's a comfort level that they've just accepted and and it's part of their life. And also on the other side, sometimes people don't realize uh, that they've come out of their pain until you bring it to their attention. It's so interesting I, I, that idea of uh, people being attached to their pain mm -hmm. that it gives them comfort when yes. you would think it would be the opposite like yeah. can you just say a little bit more about about that um i don't really understand it although i'm fully aware of it um and it's maybe to do with just a lack of self-love in in the end like if you if you really love yourself enough to be healthy and happy, then you'll do whatever it takes. You'll do the work. Can you say a little bit more about what you mean by that, about the self-love piece? Um, it's to accept yourself, be able to laugh at yourself, and, and then enjoy your uh, perfectly imperfect self I mean and and realize that you're like my teacher Jennifer Huff says a piece of the puzzle of heaven on earth like we are we all have something to offer and um, we need to just accept ourselves and 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 love ourselves um, and none of us not many of us get that lesson like so many people go through their whole lives without even being able to look at themselves in a mirror and smile or, or feel good in their own skin, searching always for something to numb their feelings and, and escape from reality. I know you have a story, and I, maybe you can share it for a second, about your own daughters. Like you wanted to teach them about self-love. Right yes. and connection. Yes. Can you share a little bit about that story? Um, yes. Well, um, first of all, when I was pregnant with them, I did a, a light meditation. I, I work a lot with light, and I, when I was pregnant, I would imagine light coming in through my nose and going down to my womb and just surrounding them with light every day. I, I did this, and then when my daughter Summer, my firstborn, she was uh, she was about one. And she didn't have much vocabulary yet. She said dog and moon, and that's about it. And uh, she fell one day, and I couldn't find out what, what was wrong with her. I was palpating her legs, trying to find where it could, she could be injured, and she didn't want me to touch her. So I said, okay, I'll do this light meditation on her. And I closed my eyes, sung first Kumbaya, the hymn that we put them to sleep with. And she was lying between my husband and I, and I did this light meditation where I First of all, have a prayer of gratitude for the light that's abundant. It's the universal life force energy, that light. And I just imagine filling it up, filling me up with that light and then send it to her like a, a beam of, of light. And so she sat up in the middle of the dark room and with her eyes wide open and she said, light, as soon as I got this vision in my head. And then with my second daughter, um, one morning... Everybody was grouchy, and I went for a walk. I said, I got to get out of here before I explode. <laughs> so I walked around the block, came home, and before I went upstairs, I said, let me sit in my yard and do this light meditation. Same thing, gratitude for that light. Send it up to my house, fill myself up first, then send it out and fill up the room, fill up the house like a big ball of light. And then my daughter Jasmine came running out on the deck. She was only two. And she said, Daddy, Daddy, remember all those bright lights? Remember all those bright lights? And I'm sitting there, got this full-on light meditation going, and she's talking about light, and I was just, I was just amazed. That was the beginning of my, uh, of my love for them. And then I, to teach them how to love themselves, I had them stand in front of the mirror and look at the light in their own eyes. Like you always see a reflection of the light somewhere. And I'd say, look into that light and know that that's like God within you. You know, uh, that's, that's God living in every one of us. And that, look in that light. And 
Jasmine, I would say, say, I love you, Jasmine. And Summer, I love you, Summer. So they would say it three times. And this is when they were toddlers and they did as they were told most of the time. <laughs> Has that changed? <laughs> no. <laughs> now that they're 12 and So 14. when they got older, uh, they were like, you know, a little bit more self-conscious and they would be like, no, mommy. But they they do it to themselves silently. I, I catch them looking at themselves in the mirror and looking at, smiling at their own selves, which is like unheard of. I never did it. I didn't learn this technique until I was in my 30s. And I cried the first time I did it. I said, why did nobody ever teach me that? So that for me uh, is a very powerful lesson. And, and the other day I asked Jasmine, I said, if, if somebody asked you, what did your mama teach you? She said, you taught me how to love. And I, I was so happy with that answer. That, and, and that wasn't planted or planned, no, but no. it was uh, it was authentic. Yes, yes. And to connect those dots, you know, what I hear you saying, Rachel, is that if the way that you use block therapy and meditation and yoga is as a vehicle to help people connect. It's a mm-hmm. physical way, but what you're getting at through that physical is a deeper connection to the to the mental, a connection to oneself. Yes which is part of self-love yes. and that it has to start there, that there's mm-hmm. so many of us that are disconnected from ourselves. Exactly. And if you don't first start with connection to yourself and self-love, you can't effectively love others. No. And and also to tie it back to the show, that there's no way that you can ever discover your life's purpose or, or as I kind of term it, create a life on your terms, if you don't have that connection, you're mm-hmm. just sort of kind of like blowing in the wind yeah. without um, a connection back to your heart or your soul. That's right. Is that, am I saying that yeah. correctly? I agree. Yeah, I agree. You, you can't uh, really move forward without being able to connect to yourself. You're absolutely right. You, you can't really know what it is that you want. You can't, you, you just... I mean, I I lived most of my life just dazed and confused until I learned how to love myself, really. <laughs> just kind of going. Basically, yeah, just going, doing whatever, um, you know, just making sure everybody else was okay and not checking on myself, which is a big mistake. Being a little bit disconnected. Especially for women. Yeah, and women. Yes. And you're so right. So many women, it's just go, 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 make sure everybody's okay. Mm-hmm. So you... And it's amazing. I, I, you know, I wish that this was a visual show in some ways because <laughs> if people could see you, you just radiate Aww, health. You. And you know, you talk about the light in your daughters. Like I'm looking at you now, um, and you have this like amazing light in your eyes. Mm-hmm. And and I wonder. It sounds like you're saying maybe that that wasn't always there. I don't know. I can't imagine you any other way but being totally tapped in mm-hmm. and connected yeah and being aware of it it's we all have it but when we don't um connect to it and address it and and practice gratitude gratitude for me is is my greatest uh practice every day every day i do not get out of bed and until i say five things that i'm grateful for i don't do it i i'll even take my butt back to bed if i if i didn't do it i'll I'll go back to bed that's the first thing you do every day every day yeah, even if it's simply just like the pillow that I slept on or being grateful for the glass of water I'm about to have, <laughs> you know. And what things. why is that so important? Um it just uh I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but it when you practice gratitude, you you have a full uh, your life is full. You're more full than if you don't. It seems like it almost, tell me if this is correct, but um, it it helps you be more in the present. You know, exactly. we're always so we can lay in bed and think about the million, 20 things, you know, that we have to do that day. Yeah. But when you stop to, like you said, be in touch with, appreciate the pillow or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the comfort of your bed, it's not only is it just appreciating those things you have right now, but it, it seems like it's another way almost to connect with yourself, yes. like an exercise to connect right. with. And and there's nothing worse than being in the presence of somebody who is not grateful. I just can't take 
I don't know, just some, something as simple as when, when we're taking the shuttle across the harbor to the Hopetown Inner Marina and you see everybody get off that boat in front of you and nobody says thank you to the driver or nobody addresses. I just does, does my head in. The, and I, what I can teach people is gratitude. Um, gratitude is just uh, amazing, really. It just is. Before you, you were tapped in, to block therapy and meditation and yoga, um, all of these things that have helped you, I don't know which came first, this and then you loved yourself or you decided to love yourself and then these things appeared in your life. But was there a pivotal moment or something that happened in your life where you were you became disconnected or you realized you were disconnected mm-hmm. where you were where you were searching for something to help you connect um yes i think it was a a combination of of like loss like one loss after the other starting from my father you know who disappeared when i was a kid um he actually went to jail for, he went out in a boat with his best friend. His best friend went to dive up the anchor because it was stuck. And he had shallow water blackout and drowned and disappeared. He got sucked out by the current. So my dad went to Fox Hill Prison in Nassau, like the worst place ever for because of that. And so when I was just like five, my dad, like that's like having uh, somebody die when, when, when they go like that. Anyway, and then so... Then, uh, then my parents got divorced, and my stepfather, he committed suicide, and my grandfather, same thing. My husband also committed suicide. So after all these traumatic, horrible experiences, I got to the point where it's like, if I don't get some help here, I'm going to probably go that same road, and I don't want to. So I found a, a yoga teacher training course. Um, my gracious teacher Bharata took me in and and uh, gave me what I needed to survive and move forward. And it's the most incredible healing experience of my life. Um, the yoga teacher training, uh, that and massage school too. I also went to massage school when I was feeling lost. And um, after my my father, my stepfather committed suicide, I I was devastated. And I said, "What can I do? What can I do?" And I was also you know, lost in my relationship to, to my save myself, I went and, and did these courses, which uh, fits me anyway, because I wanted to be a doctor when I was a kid. And I was actually in pre-med. And then when I was in college, my parents, um, they basically ran out of money and they said, you need to come home now. And so I, I, I went home, but thank God, because I would not want to be a doctor prescribing pills, because that's probably what I would have been doing, pre- prescribing drugs instead of what I'm doing now which is teaching people how to pause listen use the, teaching them how to breathe properly and uh, tap into their own inner inner wisdom which is fabulous isn't that incredible I feel like we're talking on like multiple levels you know <laughs> what your work is about connection and life purpose but through your own journey you truly found your life purpose exactly and and you could have been a a medical doctor but like you said like this that doesn't seem like it would have been the exact knowing what I know about you the exact right fit and you had some incredible losses I mean more than so many people just sort of piled on top of each other and what we know from you know trauma research I mean that sort of disconnection reaction can mm-hmm. be really common and it's yes. a, it's a survival mechanism oh, yes. i mean it's too painful you don't want to yeah feel. you go like into a uh, like a shutdown mode where you're just your eyes are open but you're not really present when you have this much loss and i experienced it again now with my brother-in-law just over a year ago my sister lost her husband and and I and I know exactly. I can see. I can see it, and I can feel it all over again. Just just experiencing it, you know, with her. Is it so, a men- it's and it's an, an emotional, mental, and kind of physical sort of just numbness, state of shock. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're not alone, and um, 
you know, this this happens to, this is life. You know, life goes on. We just have to embrace life and even make even more, um, um, have even more gratitude for every day and every moment. Like, take life by the horns and take everything you can. And what's interesting to me is the choice that you made um, that people in that situation, maybe somebody would have gravitated towards art, you know, as a as a release um, or, you know, to a psychiatrist to, to get medicine. But I think you even said that uh, when we talked offline that you were sort of searching, were you searching on the Internet and something about meditation or yoga or something just called to you that there was something about the physical thing that that kind of called to you yes um i when i was in massage school we had free yoga classes offered every day by one of my teachers and i only went once in in all six months that i was there and so it's all about timing really it's you know everything is about timing and when i was trying to decide what to do um i need i know i needed to do something I, I was just lucky that I found this this class, you know. But something teacher. spoke to you, right? I mean, so you yeah. you kind of were knew you needed something, yeah. and 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 maybe you can't recall, but was there was there something that you recall that you said, "Ooh, yeah, that that's it." Like, I actually it, went. I actually did the course just to to save my life. I, I didn't go. I never wanted to be a yoga instructor. I never wanted to be a massage therapist. Both of these things were literally uh to save myself from dire the just pain and 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 suffering really so but you know sometimes you have to go through these things to realize that that's that's your path and and I'm I'm grateful for that because now I I have this gift and I and I enjoy it I enjoy my work I really do so from that experience of basically to save yourself something in you said wow this this is my purpose mm -hmm. this is my do you remember that moment when did you kind of say i want to make i want to do more with this yeah. to i i realized that moment when i nearly gave up when i when i nearly stopped uh working in massage and yoga and just turned to bartending and then when i discovered block therapy met Deanna Henson it was like the universe saying uh-uh sorry you're not done here yet let me give you something that will bring you back and and appreciate it even more because learning block therapy makes me a much better massage therapist and a much better yoga teacher even though uh block therapy is is my preferred um of all the all the things that I do but now when I'm on the table giving somebody a massage, I'm much more present and I know so much more about how the body works. I can zone right in and feel and, and just have my intuition is sharpened amazingly. So for people who don't know, what is block therapy? Just give a little bit of an overview so that people understand. <laughs> what is she talking about? Okay. Um, so block therapy is a way of melting through frozen fascia in the body that's holding us out of alignment and blocking blood flow to the areas. Um, we use a, a block of cedar wood. It's beautifully carved and rounded edges. And we just basically lie on this block of wood and we exercise the diaphragm muscle, which is basically the boss of the breath. Um, over time, what, what happens is we fall forward out of alignment due to um, improper posture, due to uh, gravity, um, injuries, etc. And then the rib cage collapses into the core and the fascia will grip onto the bone and hold us out of alignment. And this causes a uh, like slowing down of the immune system, uh, immune system and it causes pain in the body from head down to the toes. So with this block, we search the body and we find those restrictions and we melt through them using the, the full the full breath, exhaling completely, creating space in the lungs for, for oxygen. And it's amazing how many people don't use their diaphragm muscle to breathe. You know, we, a majority of us are shallow breathers. And this is what I'm, my goal is to teach people how to breathe properly and find their breath again. 
And that's which is so amazing about that is we all think we just breathe naturally. And maybe because we do it every day, we don't think about whether we're doing it right or wrong. So what changes in somebody's life when they're breathing correctly? Oh, uh, you feel uh, more relaxed. You feel um, calm, um, freedom in your body and your tissue. you trust yourself more. You can you can um, get to a place of peace easier. Like in in the block therapy, there's a space. There's that there's that pause in the breath, and that's where the peace lies in the pause. Like when I was in massage school, one of my favorite teachers used to make us do every ten every day ten minutes, sit down and do no thing, and that's different from nothing. He would he would say, okay, we're not just doing nothing. We're doing no thing. So separate the word nothing into two words. And for some people, that was a huge challenge. And we used to laugh and laugh and laugh about it. But for me, I, that, I just love that. That naturally I'm, I'm like, I don't know, relatively calm and I love to relax. And so I get to teach people how to relax. <laughs> you get paid to teach people how to relax. <laughs> yeah, I get paid to teach people how to relax. Which, I mean, I'm not always relaxed myself. Sometimes I get, you know, frustrated or, um, short tempered, but, I think in general, I, I can be relaxed. But you have the tools. Yes, I have the tools, and I know how to do what I have to do. And so you decided there was this moment where you thought to yourself, wow, I this is my life's work. Yes. And so did you? how, how did you take that to the next step of saying, I want to turn this into a, a business or, or did, did people say to you, there's, oh, there's no way you can make money or, or things that you said to yourself that like, this is, you know, kind of crazy or, or, or was your internal dialogue positive? You, you know, sometimes um, when we're making those big leaps. Yeah. It's most of the time it's positive. Um, but it's sort of like, I, I didn't choose this. I, I did not choose what I do. It, the universe just sent me to do this work and I accepted it and I, and I'm grateful for it. And I, and I, I love it. Um, yeah, Can I ask you that. I just want to, speaking of pausing for a second, I want to, I want to pause on that because you are so absolutely confident about that. Like you just said, I didn't choose this, I like didn't. right. This, um, how, how do you know that? Because I, I know if, that because, um, if I were to choose, something else I would do something that's more social like I love people I just love people and to talk to people and meet new people so I would be doing something where I can actually have a conversation when I do my work and massage I'm like we're quiet uh, I don't ask questions except if it's to do with the body like how are you feeling in this area here does this hurt um, but but and if people are talking, like some people, when they get on my table, they need to talk. They need somebody to talk to. So I'll be like, mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm. That's it. That's the level of my discussion. And even though I might be dying to know something, like, oh, well, what did you do then? Or like, and so how was that? I, I made it a pact not to, to make conversation. Uh, I'll just be there for That's somebody. hard sometimes, it, right? It is hard, especially when I'm working on a friend that I haven't seen in ages. Uh, it's like, oh, come on, really? Can we just go out first or something? <laughs> and you don't want them to think, why isn't she interested in what yeah, I have to say? So. But you want to have that certain... So, so what you're saying is that if you had to choose that you might have chosen something more social. Social, this like chose event planning or yeah. uh, working as a bartender. I worked at a, as a bartender before and I had a blast because I got to chit-chat and I got to, you know, see my friends. And uh, my favorite thing is, is having people over to my house to play games or having dinner or just having a house full of people. I'm always so excited about that. And if I'm tired and I want to go to bed, I just disappear and go to bed. But I, <laughs> stay in my house. Just don't, just stay. You don't, you don't have to leave because I'm going to bed. <laughs> I, want, I want to hear you in the background. Yeah. So, but, but you're, are, you're not saying that, are you saying you wish you weren't chosen? No, no, uh-uh, no. This is my, this is my uh, peace. This is my meditation. When I, when I work, it's as if I'm meditating and I'm getting what I need to survive or to, to be healthy. 
um, because I probably wouldn't have the self-discipline to do it myself. I would probably never sit down to meditate. I probably would never sit down and find a quiet, peaceful place. So, so I'm grateful for my work because it, that's where I go. I go to the quiet space and I benefit as well as they do. And when you see other, well, let me ask you for you, like how is your life now? Like talk about to kind of connect this back to the the 7L, right? So you listened, you heard this calling and you answered it. And the second L being love, like what are your values and what are your passions? And your values are all about health. I mean, that is even before you were chosen for this, that was a value. And, and you're passionate about that. And the layers in terms of making this a business sounds like it was, it was almost like it was pretty, you just knew. So that kind of was a moot point. And you just started doing it. So the fourth L, which is leap of, okay, so you're going to jump and make this a business. Um, did it just happen? I mean, did people kind of just show up? Um, well, I I have the advantage of being the only massage therapist on the island and the only yoga instructor as well, in a way. For me personally, it's I would prefer to have uh, somebody else here because then I can get a massage or I can go to a class. So it, it's amazing. I always get what I need exactly when I need it. And it's like as if there's, I have guardian angels that are, that are really protecting me and they protect me from, um, if I'm feeling, uh, low or like, uh, if my immune system is low, I don't get the calls. It just doesn't happen. And then as soon as I'm ready emotionally and physically, um, the phone rings, it just happens. I, I don't go out there and, uh, I mean, I have my flyers in the hotel, I mean, in the houses, and they have them in the hotels, but I don't actually, um, I'm not the one to make the call and say, oh, you haven't had your massage in a while. Um, if I, if I had that business sense, like if I was driven in that business sense, I would be, I'd be like paying for my kids in college probably by now. What I want to help people understand is that if you're sitting there listening to this going, I don't know what she's talking about. I don't, where are my guardian angels, right? I mean, how do you, how do you make that work? Is it the, is, does it all come back to that connection? Um, yes. And, and self-love when we, when we are okay with being quiet and still and just so many of us have to go, 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 have to be doing something, have to be doing something. And in the moment, uh, there's nothing going on. It's like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? Um, that's for me, that's, uh, I don't know how people can like find, um, peace or, uh, hear, hear, uh, any guidance that's coming from their guardian angels, so to speak, or, but it's just when you, when you slow down, slow down to speed up, and 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 re- see the signs that are out there. I mean, there there are always messages that are that are coming at us, and we just need to be able to to see them. You know, um, I know one of the things. Is, there's so many parallels in what you're talking about, because when you talk about block therapy, it's all about creating space, mm-hmm. right? I know you talk about your rib cage and the fashion, creating this space for health, but it's all also like you're saying, creating this space in your mind. And, and to go back to what you said about you, you, you didn't push that I'm going to be a massage therapist. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to make this how you didn't have this grand plan. You said it, it called you. And even the block therapy as well. Um, so I love this story. Um, um, so I go home to visit Freeport, Grand Bahama, every year, twice or three times. And I stay with a friend here, just kind of move around and stay with different friends. And I have this one friend, Bunny. She Every time she saw me, she'd say, when are you going to stay with me? When are you going to stay with me? And I always say, next time, I promise. Next time, next time. And this happened over and over and over again. And so finally, about two years ago, 
when I was thinking about going home to visit, she's, I called her and I just said, I'm coming home this weekend. Can I come and stay with you? And this is like in two days. She said, oh, finally. But I, I might be doing this workshop. I have no idea what it is, but come anyway. So I arrived and I saw, I walked into her house and I saw her block sitting on her table and I immediately was drawn to it. I was like, wow, what is that? It's so cool. And then she told me, oh yeah, that's this workshop I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to do it. So uh, she said, come, come and meet the instructor, the teacher. And I said, great. So I walked into this house and there was Deanna Hansen who created block therapy sitting at the table with 12 other professionals, doctors, speech therapists, psychologists, therapists, and a marketing uh, guru. Uh, this woman, her, Deanna Hansen saved her life with block therapy. She had been to all the clinics and doctors, $350,000 worth of medical bills, surgeries, and she still was just like not getting better. She was dying. She said, okay, I'm done. She met Deanna. Deanna put her on the block, did the block therapy with her, and she came right back to life. I mean, she healed. So she said, okay, Deanna, we got to take this to the world. We, we got to make this so that everybody can learn it. And it just happened to be there. And, and on that same time and that same weekend that she had her first workshop to uh, put it uh, on film, videotape it, do interviews, that, like let professionals experience it so they can give their feedback. And I walked in and I met Deanna Hansen and um, it changed my life. She invited me to stay for the workshop and it changed my life. So. And you just ha that would just happen to be there. Yes. And so what about that in that moment? What was the thing that said, oh, my God, because you were already doing yoga yeah. and massage. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? Like, what was it that made you that just you said this is different? I, I'm going to another level. Uh, the way I felt when I when I finished the workshop, um, it was uh, a deep, deep, deep healing. It was uh, down to the cellular level. I mean, we're literally freeing the cells from captivity because when we are compressed and the body is, is frozen in different areas, the cells are actually stuck. Like if you can imagine, one of my students gave me this visual. Like if you see a, a clump of tar on the beach, like washed up on the beach and it's got debris and sand and bits of shells stuck in this bit of tar. Um, the Imagine melting that tar and then those debris and shells and whatever are free and that's like the, the cells in our body similar how they're frozen and stuck and they, they can't do their job and so we just end up surviving instead of thriving. And so with the block therapy, the way I felt the, the, the sense of freedom in my tissue and in my breath and in my and the sense of calm and peace and and connection I was just like okay this is this is this is it just is it. boom yep. it was so yes and so I have so many questions Rachel but <laughs> but let me ask you this in terms of thinking from that 7l framework so you you leapt you took you know this this business called you these people mm -hmm. show up when you kind of look back, you look at where you are today and going back to where you were, you know, in that sort of darker period, you know, of where you, I mean, you weren't sure which way you were going, no. right? With your, with your life, literally. No. What are your takeaways? What, it, it, the sixth piece is learn, right? Mm -hmm. In this journey, what are the core things that, that you have learned when you distill it down? Um, what have I learned? Hmm. I've learned um, like just how to practice gratitude, how it changes your life. Uh, it, that's, that's probably my biggest lesson. And, and I'm, when you're grateful for, for what you have, then, then you have, all you need, you know, you have all you need. Um, and, and my husband is, is amazing. He, he has the same, um, philosophy too, to be grateful. He wrote this prayer. Our lives are abundant in every way. Let's treasure the things we have every day on our table. There's no empty dish. We can, ha we have all we could possibly wish. 
We have all we could possibly need. We have no room for fear or greed. Our lives are filled with health, wealth, and love. And for these blessings, we thank God above. And he doesn't take credit for that because it came to him in his sleep. And he was just writing it down on a pad of paper in the middle of the night at like 3 o'clock in the morning in my ear. Like, you know, the sound of the pen on the, on the paper next to your ear. And the next morning I said, honey, what were you writing at 3 o'clock in the morning? He said, I have no idea. And we opened up the, the pad of paper and that was what was there. So that's now our family prayer. <laughs> That is incredible. Yeah. What, did he just come that way or did you <laughs> help him through your block therapy, help him to be so, oh. but you attract, right, where you are. Yeah. I imagine you, that, yeah. that makes you, that, that's just overwhelming. I know, isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah, that is absolutely, so, so gratitude. Gratitude is, is, the, is the basic basic uh road to peace and happiness and just uh, i don't know joy if you're not grateful for anything you don't really have much what do you have if you're not grateful right nothing exactly and so when you think about what's next for you right so the level up i i mean i know you're so in yeah. the moment and so connected, yeah. but I know that you're so passionate about the block therapy. Yeah. Do you have a vision for where you want to take this? Um, I would love to organize retreats where people will come, whether it's here or Eleuthera or wherever I am in the world, people will come to me and learn block therapy and also learn how to grow organic microgreens and sprouts, which is our, which is what another thing that I do. Um, so, so you feed the body and you feed the mind and the spirit and balance it all out and, and move forward in the most healthy, peaceful way possible. What, the world needs that right now more than ever, more than ever. And we're all caught up in in um, you know material things and you know who's got the most likes on. Twitter or Facebook or, or Instagram. And it's just, it's just time to, time to get back to basics. Really. There's nothing breaks my heart more than to walk into a room or in a restaurant and see everybody with their heads down in their iPhones. It's just. Sounds like what you're saying is you see a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression. Tied to technology. Yeah, absolutely. Because people are isolating themselves. And in, in order for humans to be healthy, we need human connection. It's like the basic, one of the basic human needs besides oxygen and food. That bond between human beings has been broken by by technology. I mean, the, the another saddest thing is to see a child trying to get their parents' attention and they won't get off the phone. They won't get off their screens. So your purpose, your mission is about creating better connections, oh, creating yes. better connections within ourselves yes. and between ourselves. Yes. Mm -hmm. Is that, would you? Yeah, I'd say that's pretty much yeah, it. And so this vision of, you may have to train other people in block therapy, right? Because you said you're the only one on the island. Yes. So and you, in the Bahamas, the entire Caribbean and Central and South America. That's, I'm the only block therapist. There, there is an, a girl in Nassau who's getting certified now. Um, but yeah, as of now, I'm the only one, which is, it's kind of cool, but it's, 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 um, I have to just breathe and believe and, and not get um, not get down when somebody looks at me and goes, what are you talking about? No, thank you. <laughs> just go, okay, it's not for everyone, which is fine. Um, but it'll come to me. Just I have faith. You know, wh whatever I need, will, I will receive. Yeah. I mean, you're, you have so much faith. You have so much <laughs> faith. I love that. When you, I want to know, and so in your words, how how do you describe, right? Because to go back to the name of the show is Life on Your Terms. And obviously, Rachel, I mean, you, but you fought hard, you know? I mean, you, the the angels are, are there and you're tapped in, but there was a place that you came from that you, you did fight hard. And so you have 
created a life on your terms, mm-hmm. you know, and and the, the show isn't about creating a life that's just of wealth, right, or creating right. a giant business empire. It's about living in, in alignment mm-hmm. with your values is, is what, what we mean when we say life on your terms. And so in, in your own words, how do you define life on your terms? Um, I, in my terms, it's uh, living outside the box. Um, I always seem to find, get into things that are not um, like, just like the normal way. Uh, I, I've always done things differently. But I, I, I've uh, learned to step outside of my comfort zone and, and, and find that exciting. Like, I, I get, I get I, it's thrilling to be outside of my comfort zone and to, to live outside the box. And it's more interesting. And um, uh, one thing I'll never forget in massage school, one of our exercises was the teacher said, okay, fill in this sentence. She wrote, I am on the board, and everybody had to write the third word, fill in it. And I was like, <clears throat> I just left it blank. I said, I am not going to label myself. I, I can't do it. I can't put myself in a box and, and label myself. And so she, the teacher went around the room and read all the answers, and she got to mine, and she said, hmm, this is interesting. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, that's just, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't do that. um yeah that's that's all that's all love it life on my terms is to be completely uh free and open open to receive um information and uh love and light and don't limit yourself and 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 unfortunately we do we have these uh belief systems that are so limiting openness freedom but connection Mm -hmm. at the same time time to be able to listen and take it in and see where it goes Mm -hmm. so it's not and I love the way you described it Rachel it's not it's not arriving at a place or achieving a certain goal I mean even the way you described it is openness Mm -hmm. there's no (laughs) so you you have such an interesting you know there's so many levels um that 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 applies and um what would you would your piece of advice be? So for somebody who, and and maybe you've said it honestly, maybe you've said it. But if there's anything else you want to add to that, if if somebody's saying, "Wow, where where do I start?" I mean, I I I want to be open. I want to be free. I want to be connected. Um, I want to find my purpose. If you could give one piece of advice to people listening. What would you say if they're like, I'm just not sure where to start? Maybe they're where you were a number of years ago, mm-hmm. um, and they want to feel connected. What would, if you could give one piece of advice, what would it be? To do that exercise where you look in the mirror at yourself, like in the light, and 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 say, "I love you," and it will come. It will come. That's. You're going to make me cry. I swear to God. You're going to make me cry. I, I, you know, I'm speechless. I don't think there's anything else to, I think that says it all right there. But I know that there may be some people that are so curious about block therapy and they want to learn more, that they want to reach out to you. Where, where can people find you? You're so amazing, Rachel. <laughs> where you. can they find you? Um, well, I have a Facebook page. It's Bahama Block Therapy. Um, and I have a, a website, bahamablocktherapy.com. It's not uh, fully developed yet. It's, it's basically a, a web page, and then it connects you to uh, further uh, information and programs that are available. And what I love about it is that you can do it uh, yourself at home. You can actually get a program and pretty much press play and follow the instructions. I also just made my own class on YouTube just now, my very first block therapy class with the beautiful Bahamian seascape in the background, which is just lovely. Um, but I, I, I love to follow the progress of my students. Like I, I, there's nothing makes me happier than to, than to witness a healing that you just, when you take responsibility and you, and you have faith that you can heal, if you do the work, you have to do the work, you know, it just doesn't happen without, without doing the work. 
Um, and I, I just love to see people get over, get, get through what they're going through and come out on the other side. And that's, in a nutshell, what block therapy, all of this, that co- creating connection yes. with connection ourselves. And a connection yeah, with yourself at a cellular level and addressing the pain in the body. Like instead of numbing it, instead of running away from the pain, which is, which is what we all do, uh, nobody likes pain. Uh, but it doesn't take it doesn't get you anywhere when you run from pain. You it's can, telling you something, yeah, right? It's the body's language that hey, you need to uh, please. When a baby cries, it's because it needs to be changed or it's hungry. So the body's uh, way of addre- uh, uh, calling out for attention is is to cry out in pain. So when we create the space and give it the oxygen and feed the cells, then then it's amazing. Well, you obviously did not run away from your pain, and I'm I'm so glad because you found your purpose, yes. and you're helping so many other people in such a, not just a physical way, and mm-hmm. I, I think that's what's so amazing is mm-hmm. in a in a holistic way, and you you are obviously such a whole person. I so appreciate you sharing your journey and your wisdom on the show today. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thanks. It was a pleasure and I feel honored. Thank you. Well, everybody, thank you again for joining me on another episode of Life on Your Terms. Please visit the website at L-O-Y-T Inner Compass and share your comments, questions, or suggestions for future topics. And until next time, I hope you are inspired and have the courage to live life on your terms.